Welcome to Faith and Good Counsel, where we talk about ways to live a virtuous life and all of the things that affect us in our vocations, in whatever state of life we may be in. And now your host, Stacy Galino. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the Faith and Good Counsel show. So happy to be with you once again, as I am every every week to be with you. So happy, happy, happy. I'm really happy about my guest today. I'm bringing you Leah Darrow. She's coming back with us today, and we're going to be talking about her brand new, I guess you should say refreshed new website and all the beautiful work that she is doing. And you may remember her. She's been on with us a couple of times, I think, now on the Faith and Good Counsel show, as well as um, I've believe we've interviewed her on other uh, programs on Catholic Community Radio as well. So I want to bring on Leah now. Hey there, Leah. How are you, darling? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm so, I'm even better now because I'm talking to you. It's been way too long, way too long, and I've been following your work and looking at all the, the, the beauty, the true beauty, beauty with a capital B that you are, are putting out there to try to help all of us girls and us guys become connected with who we were truly created to be. And so thank you for making time for us. I know you're a busy mom, a busy wife, and a busy speaker, and you're just out there, girl. I just thank you so much. Oh, you're so welcome. Well, let's start off with prayer, shall we? I think you and I both need prayer as as we all do. And I, I just try to make my life a prayer. That's just, I, you probably do the same thing. We just need that grace at every moment of our busy lives, don't we? So, amen to that. Amen to that, sister. All right. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Come by the means of the powerful intercession of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, your most beloved spouse. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Our Lady of Good Counsel, St. John Paul II, St. Mary Magdalene, please pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Wow. Well, Leah, I'm, again, so grateful for you to be with us today because there's really been a theme um, that I've had going on this season um, as God is teaching me more and more about his beauty, capital B, beauty. I've spoken earlier in the season with Bill Donahue from the Theology of the Body Institute, and I tell you, after doing that course um, with him um, in the process of that certification that I'm working on, that Theology of the Body in the Way of Beauty, I could just lay on my face in front of the Eucharist and just contemplate God's beauty and the ways that he calls us to image him through our beauty. And the, and just learning more about our femininity and how crushed we've been, um, really since the fall, but um, especially you know the sexual revolution and our modern culture, that sort of secular idea of what you know what a woman is. And this is really one of your your niches, your specialty areas, Leah. And in fact, you've got some beautiful talks where you speak to high schoolers, you speak to just us girls, you speak to families about beauty. And I, I just wanted to kind of touch on that with you today and, and, and get your thoughts, you know, maybe thinking about the contrast of what the world says a woman is and what God created us to be. Right. Yeah. I mean, so beauty is, um, a lot of times we think beauty and we're just, unfortunately, we've been desensitized, a little bit of brainwash of when we think beauty, we think of um, things that 
products we would use for our, you know, outward appearance. And that's not at all, obviously, what we're talking about. Beauty with a capital B, um, you know, just to start out, it's a transcendental. So it is supposed to be like goodness and truth as well. They are above. They're just above us. They are an attribute of God. They are something that is in the world so that we can see and know his presence, God's presence, his love for us, and a way for us and a path for us to experience God. We, we see that obviously in truth, we see it in goodness, and we see it in beauty. Those are the three transcendentals. So beauty is this really amazing transcendental because, like I said before, it's, um, we've been made in the image and likeness of God, so we've been made in the image and likeness of beauty, of true beauty. And that is a powerful thing when you can kind of start to wrap your head around it and realize that um, it's more than lip gloss and mascara and high heels, more than your facial cream. It's nothing to do with that. And so unfortunately, though, we know in the world that beauty's been distorted and it's kind of been turned out on its head. And so now beauty is really just a product. It's an entire industry, the billion dollar industry. Yes. And it's something that um, doesn't really add to our life, but takes away because we're always what the beauty industry does in the world and how beauty's been distorted in the world is it's really kind of um, made us look at other people and then comparing. And mm. then we have en- en- envy. So, um, and when we compare ourselves with one another, that doesn't obviously have to look anybody. And it's not what God has called us to is to compare ourselves. And comparison is the thief of joy. And joy is actually the fruit of faith. So you see how it kind of trickles on down yes. and how this can kind of start affecting you at a pretty deep level if we, if, we, um, if we don't stop and think about what real beauty is. And the call, especially for women um, in true beauty, I personally believe that, um, that women have been made, um, especially by God, to be ambassadors of beauty. Yes. Of his beauty. I think we carry this beautiful experience of just even our very bodies of having a very beautiful feminine body. Um, yeah, I think God has, has asked us to be ambassadors of that. And yet when we look in the mirror, Leah, you know, the first thing, I guess women of my generation were like, oh, that wrinkle, oh, that bag under my eye, oh, the cellulite on my thighs, you know, and we, we begin to, it, it's almost like a self, well, it is a self-loathing that I don't think we intentionally say, intend to be self-loathing or, or, or hating ourselves, but that's really what the end result is, the beginning and the end of it, is hating ourselves, and it really does come from, you know, from that, that brokenness from the fall, as we mentioned earlier, you know, but we, it, it's just around us in our culture in ways that we don't see, and it's very, very insidious, and we, we, like you said, we compare ourselves to one another, but we also look at, in the mirror and hate what we see. Right. And what we end up doing is we're really comparing ourselves to the idea of what the world says we can look yeah, like. We exactly. compare ourselves to ourselves, but it's this distorted image. Because the world says that perfection is possible. Yeah. If you try hard enough, if you buy the right product, if you get the right surgery, perfection is, is almost possible. You know, And so we end up comparing ourselves to this idea of what the world wants us to be. It's like we compare ourselves to our... Um, Pinterest life, you know, <laughs> the social media of Pinterest, it's this place where you can, you know, take pictures and you pin them up of 
um, maybe houses you'd like to buy or couches you'd like to purchase or the party you'd like to give or the dining room table you'd like to decorate. But it's never really our real life. Right. And so we've created a fantasy life and some sometimes with that social media Pinterest. And the way that, you know, I think I kind of look at beauty in the same way. It's like we have this idea of what we can look like, of what we can be if we just have the right stuff. Right. And God looks at us in the mirror and says, and he is, he is thrilled by our by by our appearance and who we are. He looks at us and says, "I did such a good job with her." <laughs> oh, and we look in the mirror and say, "Oh, this is as good as it's going to get." And that's the problem that we mm. kind of we we really need to like, you know, retrain our brains to see ourselves as God sees us. And of course, there's nothing wrong in being healthy and taking care of yourself, but to the point where it's not a priority over doing good. And yeah. that's, I think, where we have to be careful. Um, one of the documentaries I was just watching recently on the topic of beauty, uh, it's called Chasing Beauty. You can find it on Netflix if anybody wants to watch it. Oh, but out of their research that they found out, they found out that 25% of young American women would rather win America's Next Top Model than the Nobel Peace Prize. Wow. Now, get this, it gets worse. 23% of American young women would rather lose the ability to read than lose their figures. Wow. So if you don't think the beauty industry is just affecting how you look, you're wrong. The beauty industry and the way that the world has distorted it has affected not only how we see ourselves and how we should look, but it affects the idea of us, even of what we do. So if we... If we value looking good over doing good, this is a crisis in humanity for women. Amen. Amen. And, and it is, it's a crisis in the mental health field, too. Um, you know, because these kinds of things, that sort of um, really high standard of perfectionism that is not attainable, okay, um, never being good enough. Um, I need to look like that airbrushed model in, in the magazine or on TV it leads to eating disorders, to cutting, to, to mutilation, um, obsessive plastic surgeries, et cetera, et cetera. And it's just breaking our hearts. But we can't humanly just turn this around. We must be um, in union with God to do this, right? Yes. Absolutely. We really need to do something about it. Um, and truly, honestly, what we need to do about it starts with us. Um, it starts with just coming to a place of coming into a deeper appreciation of God's love for, for you. Um, things that have helped me is um, reading Mary's Magnificat and yeah. reading it as I'm saying it, saying yeah. that, that God, God sees good in me. You know, like my soul proclaims the greatness of God. And I might not be have my heart completely set on what on how as Mary did when she said it, but I'm trying to be. So I say it over and over and pray for that spirit of of, of our blessed mother. Yeah. You and me too, girl. Yeah. Well, there's so many lies that we believe and really there's so much manipulation. I mean, you've, you've been alluding to that during the interview. Um, and these are things that I would probably want to touch on when we come back from the break, but people are making a lot of money off of this, off of using us, off of telling us as women, the crown of creation, the crown of God's creation, how to be beautiful. And it's a distortion and it's a lie, you know, and we're being used as objects. Absolutely. We are being used. 
Um, and we need to remember that. That's very, very good to point to point point out. But but God loves us, and God would never use. And that's the way we really need to see beauty. Amen. Amen. Well, I tell you what, I think we're going to take just a little break right now. And when we come back, we're going to be continuing to talk with Leah Darrow. She is a speaker about all things beautiful. She is, in fact, beautiful. She's a daughter of the Most High God. We'll be right back here on Faith and Good Counsel. This is a Young Catholic Minute. Is the Eucharist really Jesus? Not to demean the faith of others, but actually, if you say you're a Christian, then there's no reason not to believe in the Eucharist. At the Last Supper, Jesus told his apostles, This is my body. He didn't say, This is a symbol. And in John 6, when Jesus says, The bread that I give is my flesh for the life of the world, a lot of people refuse to believe. So what did Jesus do? Did he run after them and say, Wait, I was just speaking symbolically. Did he explain what he really meant to his disciples as he had done nearly every time he told a parable? No. In fact, he asked his apostles if they were going to leave too. Jesus must have been pretty serious about his flesh being real food if he was willing to part ways with some of his closest friends over the matter. For more Young Catholic Minutes, go to youtube.com slash youngcatholic. Welcome back, everybody, to the Faith and Good Council. I hope you're enjoying my conversation today with Leah Darrow. You remember, I'm sure, she is a, um, a former top model, America's top model, former professional model, this huge, beautiful story of conversion. If you want to hear more about that, you can check out leahdarrow.com and my former um, interviews with her here on the Faith and Good Council, um, where she shared her story in great detail. Thanks for being with me, Leah Oh, thanks for having me, Stacey. And look, I'm a mama, so I don't know if the other mamas or maybe other people might have noticed true beauty toddling in on the, uh, as our segment was just <laughs> ending that first segment. Her name is, that beauty with the capital B is Agnes. <laughs> Ag- That's right. She was coming on in and. Asking for mom. <laughs> that's right. And it's, uh, you know, and that's the, one of the things, Leah, you're such a beautiful mother. I mean, you've got two children now. You have Agnes and Ambrose. Love the names. A wonderful husband. You're living the dream, girl. I am. I am. I think that <laughs> it's good to remind yourself that you are because it can get hectic. I mean, I don't, um, I don't think we have to pretend that everything's sunshine and rainbows every single day, but that's never what God promised. Um, what he did promise is that he would be with us. And, um, I, I just, you know, I don't think I ever really came into more of my beauty until I became a mom Mm -hmm. and I'm more into like my own and my greatness of what God has in store for, for, for me until I truly like became a mom. And I know that might not be the same for every woman. I'm not saying that you have to be a mother for that to happen. But how God personally worked in my life, and because God is personal, He deals with us in very personal ways. Yes. Um, for me, He really helped um, show me a lot about myself and my very shallow and inept understanding of His love for me, um, of His His own greatness, mm. um, and, and and He showed me that through my kids and just being a mom and the sacrifice of really what God does for us and helps me understand a little bit more of that each day. Don't you love that we're co-creators with him uh, through our husbands, uh, our, that nuptial union, that one flesh union, but through God as women, especially in giving life. 
I mean, that is oh, to, yeah. oh, the greatest gift of fertility and the, the carrying our babies in our bodies and being It's mom. amazing. It's, it's amazing. I love, I mean, it shocks me that pe- people in the world think that the, that the, you know, the highest status you can get is a certain type of a job right. and right. holding a position in an office uh. or even for some people are like, well, I'm an astronaut. I walked on the moon and I'm like, yeah, but I make people. Exactly. Like, <laughs> You, That's awesome. You, you do realize that um, I I make humans. Like, tell me what you do again. That's so great. Exactly. I mean, not that you're trying to compare, but it just amazes me in our culture that just, it's so anti-mother, anti-parent, anti-father, and even anti-child mm-hmm. that um, when you look at just the beauty of being a mom and being a co-creator with spouse and with God, you're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Like, this is such an honor to be a woman. It's such an honor for me to be able to be in this role that God has deemed from the moment of my conception, and um, and I get to live that out with Him. So, yeah, I mean, I love it. It's just, it's, it's amazing to me each and every day that I get to wake up, and I'm like, this is so cool. I'm, like, a, mommy. I'm a mom. I'm a mom. I know, hey, and I'm I hear, you know what, and I hear it in your voice. I hear that joy and delight in that love in your voice, and I have the same. I, I My children are all grown Um but I don't it doesn't change you know it's just I think it just grows even more intimate and more beautiful the fact that you that that we are moms I just that is to me just the utmost gift right you know right up there with my husband but being a mom is just the most amazing thing far beyond anything I've ever quote done you know all the letters behind your name all the you know the accomplishments and what have you pale in comparison to being a mother um, so, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I mean, and, and you see it. I mean, you see it when you walk through a cemetery too. You mm. look at all the women, and when 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 gravestones have more than just the dates of birth and death, mm-hmm. um, the first thing that's always put out there is mother. Oh, it's such a connection. It, there's really no words to articulate it, you know. But hey, yeah, it's beautiful. It's it it is. It's so beautiful, and we I think we could really talk about that topic even more. Um, in detail. The next time you come on with me, I'd love to do that. But I want to get get real for just a minute. I don't know about you, Leah. I know you were um, a, certainly a professional model and um, just a, a true beauty. Um, but my body changed with pregnancy. And I don't know if yours did too. And that can really, when we, uh, you know, again, going back to that mirror and that the way that we view ourselves in comparison to what the world says is beautiful. Was that a challenge for you? Yeah, it was. Um, you know, especially with my background. I mean, um, it may or may not be clear to people who are maybe are listening or don't aren't familiar with my story. But um, with with my background and being a professional model, and of course, I was on the TV show America's Next Top Model. Um, it lends itself; those situations and environments lend themselves to vanity. Mm-hmm. And as you mentioned, actually earlier, vanity just really starts out with something, it tries to make itself sound so innocent of, you deserve this. Oh, just spend a little extra time on you. Um, You need this more than they do. And then it really just turns and evolves into Mm self-hate. And so um, for me, I only mention that because for me, I have to really guard myself. I'm prone to that. It's one of the vices that I'm prone to. It's one of the vices that I've taken almost to the next level with my previous career as a model. So um, I have to really be careful of 
my life and guarding myself in a way that I don't slip back into something like that. And so when, after I had Agnes and then of course, after I had Ambrose and Ambrose is only seven months old. Um, so I'm still in like, you know, that whole mode of, I guess, post baby mom body thing mm-hmm, type stuff. Mm-hmm. But, um, and it, you know, it just seemed to be like, and initially I got really nervous about like, Oh, I need to go back to how I was. I need to, I need to get back to my weight before I had babies. I need to get back to my weight, you know, or my figure. Um, and I realized after Ambrose, it didn't really hit me until unfortunately after I had him, that God always wants us to move forward. Right. God doesn't want us to go back. And, you know, he even says, like, you know, you have to have both hands on the plow. You know, you can't have, you can't be looking, like have one hand on the plow and then be looking back. Those are not worthy of the kingdom of God. And I'm thinking, okay, there is, of course, there's an element here that you want to be healthy and it would, it would be convenient to be able to wear your old clothes again. However, um, I'm a mom now. And who I was when I was single is different. And I would never, I would never give up inches or weight to go back to that place in my life. Amen. Well, you know, I was just listening to you and I was thinking that you 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 spoke about um I I need to be back to my pre-pregnancy weight. I need to get back in my clothes. And really that's what the message is in the different magazines that we flip through as we're getting our nails done or we're at the doctor's office or what have you. There's really a focus in on that and that really is, you know, trying to go back to a former season. And the fact of the matter is it's just reality. Our bodies change dynamically over the course of our lives as women in different seasons. And you can have all the plastic surgery you want, but your body is still going to go through these seasons and a certain decline because our bodies, you know, again, a a fruit of the fall, our bodies um, decay, if you will. I I hate to use Mm -hmm. that word, but it's just, they change and we will never, it's, it's just reality. And we need to accept that, but it's also beautiful because the Lord made us, and again, it's just transcendent. The beauty transcends our physical and it's more, um, I think, has to do with the connection and the unity and the communion in which we grow in our beauty with beauty himself, God our Father. Amen. Amen to that. Yeah, I absolutely agree. It's one of those things where, um, I mean, I'm definitely not the same size <laughs> as no, I was before. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> um, I would be, you know, I'd be turned down from every, you know, modeling photo shoot because of, you know, my figure today of what I was doing in the past. And I realized, like, who cares? Right. Like, who it, cares? Exactly. It just doesn't matter. And there's just bigger things in life to deal with. And frankly, um, there's bigger problems in life that we really need to focus on. And when it comes down to it, my weight, I don't think is going to impact a crowd if, when I speak about the mercy of Christ. Amen. My inches on my size won't keep me from loving my kids any less. Absolutely. And I just think that we should probably just relax a little bit. Now, once again, of course, like, you know, I'm trying to live healthy. I'm trying to eat healthy because I want my body to be healthy because I want to live as long as God allows me to live so that I can be with my family and my loved ones. But, you know, I'm not going to obsess this or over just over it. It's just not worth it. When I, when I look at um, other people in the world and I look at the struggles, I look at the people in the Middle East and those 
mm-hmm. um, in Syria. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, mm-hmm. and I'm worried about mm-hmm. numbers on a scale. Exactly. You know, perspective. When there's a little, yeah. And when there's a young girl who's 17 years old and she's dying of cancer and she'll never be able to have that concern of, am I going to gain weight when I get pregnant or am I mm-hmm. going to, you know, I'm thinking, I have the luxury of age. I have the luxury of gray hair. I have the luxury of my wrinkles. Oh, beautiful. And some people don't get those. That's so beautiful. It is so beautiful. You know, we're it's it's our heart's desire, Leah, to know way down deep. These are those transcendent questions. Am I beautiful? Am I good enough? Am I lovable? You know, am I worthy? Am I of value? Does God the Father love me? How could he love me if I've done A, B, and C in the past, you know? And I think I think that to me is what your work and what God has called you to, from the suffering of your past to the place that you are now, now and where he is taking you in the future and forming you in your beauty to serve him through that beauty. Um, tell us a little bit in our last couple of minutes here about your work, how we can get in touch with you. Absolutely. So you can get in touch with me through my website, which is leadero.com. And the main chunk of my work is truly about um, spreading the message um, of Christ's mercy to everyone and his beauty that he, God gives us in each and every person, of course. But um, it's really about the, the fact that um, God's mercy is endless and it's for anyone. And there's never a person that he has not changed who is willing to let him into their, their heart. Um, and when you plant the cross of Jesus Christ in, in your life and in your heart, things change for the mm-hmm. better. And um, so that's my main message is just trying to share that message of God's mercy and hope. And then also in turn, respond to that. So when we respond to mercy, our response should be love because mercy and love are so closely united. So we want to give back. And so I try to help people in that way, give back. Um, I'm closely connected to a um, charity called Haiti 180, Mm -hmm. uh, Haiti180.com. Um, and you can go and you can re- reach out and help the or- orphans in Haiti. And so that's just one of the examples of trying to um, respond to that invitation of God gives us for his mercy and for his love and his beauty that he has us, and then for us to give it back. Not just to keep it, not that we just receive God's mercy and receive his love and receive his beauty and we hold on to it, but we want to be transformed and give back to the world so that it's not so important of um, looking good, um, but really doing good. Wow. Couldn't have spoken it better myself. That is truly beautiful, Leah. And I'm just looking at your your beautiful countenance um, on your website at leahdarrow.com. And I'm looking at the speaking page. And I just want to put a, a, a message out to my listeners. Y'all need to have Leah come to your community and speak to you. Um, she's got several talks. I'll just give you a couple here in our last minute. Decent exposure. Why women must reclaim beauty. Hey, it's not just for ourselves. It's for our guys, too. Because when we know who we are, our men learn who they are. And I think that that is such a powerful topic. From top model to role model, that's at your witness, right? As well as um, mm-hmm. prodigal daughter. And you speaking, I think, here more about how your dad, maybe that relationship with your dad and you um, in your past. And then made for more, 
what I wish every college student knew. So, Leah, you are doing beautiful things. I thank you so much. I know sometimes it can be really hard because it makes us vulnerable, right, to talk about our past, our backstories, and yet the healing is not just for us. It's for everyone. God calls us to share, and that's exactly what you're doing. So thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Once again. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Oh, well, you're a blessing to me and to my listeners. And hey, I want to let my listeners know Leah will be on with me on the on the Voice and Vessel podcast, and we'll be exploring some of these issues a little bit more deeply. So check that out too at StacyGalino.com. All right, gang. Well, thank you so much for being with me. And next time I'll see you here on the Faith and Good Counsel Show, Pox Christiel. Bye-bye now. Faith and Good Counsel is a production of Catholic Community Radio. 